Let's try that one more time. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Are you glad to be in God's house one more time? Are you glad to be in his service just one more time? Oh, come on. That sounds like a few of us. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be able to worship with you on this beautiful Sabbath day. We know God is a very present help. We thank God for all that he has done and all that he is doing. 
and all that he will do in the lives of his people. Um, I just want to encourage you as I stand before you to um, just remind you of our upcoming revival. We praise God for what is about to take place here. We know God is, is moving. We know God is great and he is awesome. Um, but I'll come back to that. But I just want to take this time to just welcome all of our visitors, all of our family and friends that are viewing with us online. Um, we praise God for you. We thank God that you took this time to um, join in with our service this morning. Um, I'm going to ask you who are in the house. You may be seated. We praise God for you as well. Um, we thank God for just allowing us to worship um, in this space. For we truly worship and magnify an awesome and um, brilliant God. Um, do we have any first-time visitors with us today? Do we have anyone visiting with us for the very first time? Anyone for the first time? Amen. Well, we praise God for you. Listen, we want to encourage you to tell a friend, tell a family member about what we're doing here. We know God is still moving. Um, and again, we want to welcome all of you who are viewing with us online. Um, we thank God for you as well. We praise God. We know that you could be somewhere else, but you have chosen to worship with us on this beautiful um, Sabbath morning. So we praise God for you. Um, let's just take, can I, can, I just, can I just welcome all of our birthdays? I know we did it last week, but... It, you know, I want to just don't want to overlook anyone that may have a special birthday. We've been having a lot of Sabbath birthdays this and, and want to make sure I don't overlook anyone. Any Sabbath birthdays? Anyone celebrate a birthday today? Anniversary? Amen. But I, I know we have some October birthdays. Amen. But I guess not in the house, maybe. Amen. It's a rough one, ain't it? Hey, praise God for you. <laughs> Amen. But we praise God for you, but we want to continue to celebrate. Listen. I want you to pray for our upcoming revival. We have our flyers in. We ought to put our hands together for that. Amen. We had a, a time getting these printed out. If you knew what we went through to get these printed out, but we have them in our hands, and we want to pray over these flyers today. And before you leave, we want you to take some of these flyers, and we want you to share it with your family, with your friends. And I also want to thank I'm the, Sister Rose. I praise God for you. Amen. You know, I like to, I like to give flowers, as, as we say. I like to give flowers while they are, while, you know, our family members are still here with us. But we thank God for, sister, aren't these, aren't, aren't you, these, are, these are nice. These are nice. Amen. Um, and you'll be able to see these up close and personal at the end of the service because we will put some in your hands. Amen. Amen. You'll be able to touch them, fill them, and read it and all that other good stuff. But listen, we want to pray over these today. Amen. And pass them out. That's right. Um, but we praise God. And listen, we even have a QR code on here. You know what a QR code is, Sister Beth? Okay, I didn't know either. Until <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know you're not by yourself, amen. Um, but a QR code right down here in the in the bottom to my to what to my left, your right um, corner is a QR code. Where if you take your phone and you share with the individuals, they take a phone and take a picture of this QR code, it'll go straight to our website. Amen. They'll be able to view, view amen. amen. Go straight to the website. Amen, and they'll be able to view all of our services and all those other things that we have out there. So we praise God. Um, for Sister Rose for putting this together for us and our media team. Amen. Amen. The system sounds great. Everything sounds good. We praise God for you. But listen, when we come back with our prayer time, we will pray over these flyers. Um, Word of Knowledge Bible College, reclaiming, um, revitalizing and reclaiming God's living church. Amen. 
Um, we'll be having our nightly service um, every night except for Mondays and Thursdays from 7 p.m. And we're going to do this within an hour. Amen. We're going to say an hour. Amen. Um, um, and there will be door prizes. There will be a meal nightly. Amen. So we want you to come out, let your family and friends know. I know you normally go home and fix that big meal, but you can come by here first and get you something to gas up your tank. Amen. And um, get fed. And then you can get a word so you get fed physically and spiritually. And then you can go home and rest up for the next night. Um, but again, Word of Knowledge Bible College, I'm here at Tabernacle of Praise um, beginning October the 29th. October the 29th, and it'll go all the way to November the 2nd. Every night except Mondays and Thursdays. So please mark your calendars for that. At this time, if you can just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word. Huh? No, but what I say? November the 12th. Amen. Scratch that 12th. Scratch the second. Put a one in front of it. November the 12th. Amen. Amen. Um, let us all bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father God, again, we thank you once again for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. Forgive us again of our sins, we do pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. Amen. And amen again. Fall on me, rain, 
Jesus reign, let your anointing fall on me. into our time of prayer you know we're in some very tough times some very difficult times I don't know if you noticed but as my you know it, it, it seems as if the spirit of the living Lord of the living God is slowly being moved away um, just a few days ago I don't know if you've been watching the news they had a major brawl um, in Walmart. 25 plus individuals were scrapping. Uh, we're living in some very, very dangerous times. Cars running red lights just out of the, just as if the light wasn't there. Just. And even in my family, this week we received some horrific news that just shook us to the core. There's always something. The Holy Spirit is, is slowly being withdrawn yes. from this land. And the reality is, when I look around and I don't see faces that I probably should see, 
it makes you wonder. Now, I have to say, you know, I don't have any magic words because I don't do magic. I don't have any secrets, nothing up my sleeve. Um, I don't know. Elder, I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. Whether this house is jam-packed or whether nothing is in here but the crickets. I almost said me, but I ain't want to leave y'all out. <laughs> but I know that he will come. And I think it's high time that we get our house in order. As we enter into this time of prayer, I want us to remember Sister Eleanor in prayer. We want to remember Sister Crystal in prayer. Her father, Mr. Newby, was rushed to the hospital. We want to keep them in prayer. We want to keep our treasurer in prayer. Our first elder. We want to remember them as we spend our time in prayer this morning. I also ask that you will remember as I pray the Lee family, the The, Mc, the McCray family. Remember our family. For these are different, different, different times. Remember the Mays family. For we know that God is moving. And as always, for those that choose to come close, we do invite you to come close to the altar. And for those that choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you will reverently kneel as we look to the Lord in prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, we are so thankful again for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us to come before you. Father, we take nothing for granted, but in all things we give thanks. Thank you for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Thank you for being a God that faileth not. In spite of our faults, you are consistent in who you are. You don't allow our actions and our attitude or our uh, wayward thinking to dictate or to cause you to move in a different way. You're still God. And we thank you, Father, because um, we know individuals that are like that, that uh, depending on how we move is according to how they move. But we thank you, Father, that you are still who you are in spite of who we are. And so as we come, Father, before your throne, we ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Please, Lord. 
We ask that you would cleanse us even now from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit, oh God, to move upon us. Lord, we ask that you will cover us, that you will direct us, that you will guide us, that you will move upon us. As we lift up before you in a very special way, our very own Elder Harris. We ask, oh God, that you will cover him right where he is. We know that you have a plan. We know that you have a rhyme and a reason for what you do. We understand and know, Father God, that you make no mistakes, so cover him. I'll be with Sister Teresa as she is being observed today. We pray, oh God, that you will watch over her and care for her. Send your angels even now to surround her, oh God. Let her know that you have her in the palm of your hand. Let her know that you see all things, that you are in the beginning and therefore you are in the end. And you're all through the middle. So do what you do, God, and, and have your way. We also want to ask that you would be with our very own Sister Eleanor, Sister, Sister Elaine. We ask, oh God, that you will cover and keep her as well as she too needs your healing touch on her life. We pray for her daughter-in-law, oh God, Sister Crystal, and, and her dad who was rushed to the hospital this morning, oh God, that you will show yourself strong, oh God, while we're trying to figure it out, oh God. We believe and praise God that you have already worked it out. And so we're asking that you will cover the family, that you will keep them. Let them see you in the midst of this difficult time. We also ask that you will be with the, uh, uh, um, um, the Mays family. Uh, Father God, we ask that you will cover them this morning. You know what the situation is. You know what they're up against. You know how the enemy is moving, oh God. We pray for them this morning. We also ask that you will cover the Lee family and the Brinkley family and the Fields family. Cover us all that is connected to this situation. Oh, Father, you have us in the palm of your hand. And I'm going to go as far, oh God, and ask that you would just let your Holy Spirit fall afresh on our city, on our states. Cover St. Louis, cover Huntsville, cover Indianapolis, cover Minnesota. Father God, let your spirit fall. Let it fall, oh God. Let it fall right now, oh God. Shake us up, move us into that space, oh God, that we will know without a shadow of a doubt that we serve a risen Savior. Oh God, we need you today. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father. But with you, we're more than conquerors. We ask, even now, as we move towards our revival, oh God, that you would allow your anointing to fall in a very powerful and in a very real way. We pray, Father God, for a, for, for a, 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 a shaking of your Holy Spirit. We're asking that you would do this, God, that you would break up the fallow ground, that you would renew, renew the joy within us, oh God. Let us fall in love with you all over again. Let us seek your face in the morning and seek your face in the noonday. For you truly are an amazing God. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We're asking also that you will cover, that you will cover our service today. That you will allow your Holy Spirit to fall afresh on us today. Thank you for, again, for just allowing us to be in this space. Uh, without you, again, we, we can't make it. But with you, we can do all things. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen, amen again. Okay, I have some house cleaning to do. 
as the pastor said, there is a revival coming up, which means that um, he's going to be here. He's expecting to meet us here and our families, if we have, and online. There should, I'm hoping that there's going to be something out there online, right, Pastor? No? Oh, okay, well, all right. All right, well, it won't be online, so, but we will be here. And then um, also before that, we have our Never Alone Suicide Prevention Conference, and then the next day is a day of prayer. So he's going to give us, he's giving us some handouts today, and I'll provide you with at least one. If you want more, I'll give you more. But this week, Lee and I are going to go out stomping, and we're going to put out some flyers for the revival as well as for this. So you can work independently. I'm thinking the church is going to also provide an opportunity. Also, we have a great thing coming up, and that is going to be the, um, let's say, the music department, Sabbath school department, stewardship department all right, all <laughs> are coming right. together to give a thank you, Lordy, concert at the end of the year. I mean, hey, we need to praise the Lord if we make it through this year. That's right. What a That's blessing. Right. You know, you still got a house. You still got your health. It's so much happening. So we definitely need to praise the Lord as unsung heroes because no one really is going to give you, you know, the thanks and the praise. You know, I heard the pastor say that he likes to give his flowers to people. We definitely should give flowers to the people that we love. You know, ver words of ex expressions of love, tokens of gratitude. We definitely need to be doing that because the world's going to beat our kids up, beat our husbands up, our boyfriends up, our families. It, they're getting beat down out there in the world. So when they come home, it should be like a little sanctuary of love and, and to the church. You know, let it not be that they come to church and meet snarls and, you know, you're mad at your supervisor so everybody else in the church got to deal with it well, you know, put it down leave it at home you know in fact don't leave it at home leave it in your driveway and let everything else be a pleasant experience for your life so you know I have to go to the dark and gloomy side of life just you know I love to read the news so I spend a lot of time there so I wanted to say to you and share with you this story uh, he talked about Walmart I missed that one I don't know how I did that but this week I read something, I think I put the news down. I was in tears almost. Where a woman and her two children, I know somebody heard this. One was, I think two years old, the other was five months, and they had two pit bulls. Y'all know where I'm going with this. And the woman, I guess, she stepped outside on their territory and they attacked her, killed the five-month-old baby, and then she was covering her two-year-old to protect the baby. They were bit her all up and down and killed her two-year-old. Yeah, right? Somebody needs a hero, right? We are the heroes. It's our jobs to deliver good news to God, to everybody. So I'm going to say what I say. And we have all kinds of angels around us, all kinds, good angels are surrounding us. And they're going to be praising God with us. So when I say God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Yes, even in that terrible, tragic thing mm. that happened, we got to be the people who stand up and say, God is good, even in spite of. He's still good. He loves us. He loves them. Now, the last time I gave y'all a miracle cure, <laughs> it was called black seed oil. Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. Okay, now, I'm not going to even ask you to raise your hands, 
But did anybody go out and get your black seed oil? I got mine. <laughs> I'm taking my black seed oil. I mean, when I tell the doctors I'm taking black seed oil, one doctor told me keep taking it. So y'all can do what y'all want to do and suffer, but I'm not going to do that. See, when I hear something good, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm not kidding. I will jump up and do it. So I have another miracle cure. That's right. This miracle cure can do so much for your body. Let me, let me share some of the things. I'm just going to share a few. It can, let's see, it lubricates the joints. Anybody have arthritis, back pain, uh, hip pain, this, this drug will actually lubricate your joints. And then this miracle drug, let me get my phone right, it forms saliva and mucus. So if you're having dry mouth, that's a terrible thing to experience. It does that. It delivers oxygen throughout your whole body, right? And also, it boosts uh, your skin and health and beauty. Now, who wants to look better? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I do. It continues, uh, um, it cushions the brain, the spinal cord, and other sensitive tissues. It regulates the body temperature. That's just half of what this drug does. And guess what? No side effects. Can y'all believe it? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm glad it's not a, you know, a whole lot of people. I don't really like to give out my secrets to everybody. But I'm going to share this with you guys. Who can guess what this drug is? Anybody know what the drug is? Uh-uh. Jan thinks she knows. Let's see. Jan, what is it? Oh, it is water. It's free. It's in your house. It's wherever you go. Folk, we don't have to be in pain. You don't have to live like that. So some people will say, well, I drink water. Yeah, I will drink more. I'm going to tell you, natural remedies work. If, it, if it's not working, drink more. And, and I must add this, you can't continue to do what is putting you in pain to get out of pain. Mm -hmm. The water will move the pain to a little less, but it will not take it away if you continue to do the things that get you in pain. It's a simple. God uses the simple things to confound the minds of men. It's simple. Health is, is difficult. Really, if you study the body, and, and you know Kwame, he's always telling us something about science. I love to hear him talk and educate me because I'm sometimes busy reading the news and not reading about science. But, you know, it, it, it's so complicated. The body is so complicated. But to get well is so simple. God uses the simple things. He said, above all things, I wish you would be prosper and would be in good. He's not holding anything back from us. He's not holding anything back from us. So I, if you missed out on Black Sea Oil, which they still sell on Amazon, I checked. <laughs> Don't miss out on the water because it's right there in your house. Get, if you're drinking eight cups and you're in pain, kick it up to 10. If you're still in pain, do 14. But you must stop doing the thing that's causing the pain. And I can give you that, but I think you need to go online. If you know, you need to just go online and say, why do I hurt from arthritis? And it's going to tell you. And then you say, well, how can I stop this thing from happening? And it's going to tell you. And 
All you have to do is do it. All right, so this is not, you know, a, a um, feel-good talk, but if we're going to be um, unsung heroes, you got to have energy. If you in pain, that's like you one step away from depression. It's hard to be happy when you're in a lot of pain. So let's get well, people. We have, remember, we're coming up. Everybody's supposed to be praying. You're supposed to be about a change you're going to make to be a better person, better whatever, whether it's a student, whether it's to be financially better, whatever. This is not for me. I don't call this a New Year's resolution. This is a lifestyle change that I'm promising God that I'm going to make so that I can just live a better life. After all, he did say, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health. He loves us so much. Show him that you appreciate his love and take care of yourself. Make today a great day. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, everybody. Y'all are so good to me. Uh, will the deacons come forward? Yes. This is all part of being the good person, being the best person, is being a generous person. Helps you to feel good about you and helps other people to get to know Jesus. Let's have a word of prayer before, we, before they start. Most honorable Father. How grateful we are for the bodies that we have that you've given us, Lord. Forgive us for not taking good care of them. Help us, Lord, to change and to do better. And now, Lord, as we turn to um, make a sacrifice and to give and return to you what you've already given us, Lord, we ask that you would bless it, turn it from a secular use into a sacred use. And, Lord, give us means, ways, and ideas to do more for you so that you can know that we genuinely love you and that we care for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Amen. Amen.
everybody just clap your hands. Hey, everybody just clap your hands. Hey, everybody just clap your hands. Hey, everybody just clap your hands. Come on and clap your hands. Come on and clap your hands. Come on and clap your hands. Everybody just clap your hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister, please forgive me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Right, everybody just clap your hands. Ushers, clap your hands. Saints, clap your hands. And let's go on and go on with Jesus. See, when you go on with Jesus, you can clap your hands. You don't mind clapping. You don't mind giving him praise when you're with Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's what we talk about in here. That's it. We could just stay right there, amen? Come on, let's just worship him in this space. He's been good to us. Amen. You can't make this up. You can't make this God up. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't go in your backyard and concoct this God. Oh, no. You know, we go in there and we create all kind of stuff. We made cars that fly. They got commercials where cars driving in water, they floating on water. You ever seen those? We do all kind of stuff. Amen. But you can't create this God. No, 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 no. You can't make this one. Now, there's a lot of gods out there. Some you got on your shelves. Some they carved out of wood. Some out of brass. No, no. But the God we serve. We clap our hands in the midst of troubles. When stuff ain't lining up right, we can still sing praises. When the walls are coming down, we still give him glory. 
when it seemed like everybody ran out on us, we know we have a friend that's sticking closer than any brother. Amen. So we worship him. We praise him. We magnify him. We glorify him. Amen. Because he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Oh, I'm excited about my God. Oh, I'm going to get to this word. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I just, I just love him. You know, we were awoken this morning. My wife and I, we were walking out of our sleep at about 5 o'clock this morning. Now, I was up about 5.30. I just popped up. I just popped up. Just, just woke up. 5.30. Just woke up. And I listened around. It was quiet. And I looked at my, tapped my little watch, my um, phone by the bed. And it said 5.30. And I laid outside, you know, rolled over and went back to sleep. And about 5 o'clock, we heard a doom, 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 doom. I was about 5, 5.45. I jumped up out the bed and I went to the window. You know, I got I to gotta protect, gotta protect us in the house. He said, get on the floor. I ran to the window. I'm going to get him whoever it is. I had one of those 85 flashbacks. <laughs> and it was quiet. I looked at my wife. I said, did you hear that? She said, yes, I heard it. I said, now, I know we weren't dreaming unless we were dreaming the same dream. And she dreamed what I'm dreaming. And, but I praise God. We start praying and, and we called on the name of the Lord and we prayed over our children and we prayed over our daughters and our family and the church. That's right. Sure did. We called out top. We don't know what's going on. You know, they say when God wake you up at that time of morning, it could be God is trying to tell you something. And so we went into a prayer. And we prayed and we just spent time in prayer and, and even worship. Because we don't know there's so much going on. And that's why we can praise him like we do. And worship him like we do. And give him glory. That's why I want to encourage every last one of us. And we're going to have another season of prayer. I didn't do this on the front end. But these flyers that we have. We want to pray over these flyers. We want to pray that as we pass these flyers out and as, they, as we place these flyers in individuals' hands, I was talking to the elders this morning. I was talking about getting my staple gun and go around and just tack them up on the, on the wall. So I don't know, can we do that anymore? Can we just put stuff on the, on the telephone pole, just click, click? And the elder said, well, some, you know, it may not stay that long. I said, well, my prayer is that whoever take it down, that it gets stuck to them. They can't shake it off. <laughs> That's my prayer. And even if it finds itself on the ground that somebody may, may be walking past and, and may trip and fall and, 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 and their eyes glance or fall on this. You know, because we believe that God wants to do something mighty. It looks crazy right now. But we understand and know that God is soon to come. And we want to do our part. We want to do our due diligence. So if you don't mind, can we just offer up a word of prayer over these flyers and just ask the Holy Spirit to, to just take these flyers and, and just place them in the hands of the individuals that need to know him. Not us. We don't want to just invite them to a building. But we want to invite them to get into a, into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want this right here, these flyers, to be uh, 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 just a means in which 
an individual, just a path to help them along the way. These are light bearers right here. We want this to be a light in this community, in your community, to let individuals know that this is the place where they can get Jesus. And it's enough for him to go around. So if you don't mind, can we just have a word of prayer? Lovely Lord, our Father and our God. Again, we're just so thankful and so appreciative of the fact that you chose us. We know, God, that you make no mistakes. We know that, that all that we do, we do because of who you are. And so as we gather today, oh God, and as we lift up our revival before the throne of God, we pray over these flyers. That God, as we take these flyers and place them in the hands of our friends and families and, and even those individuals that we don't know yet. We pray that these flyers will serve as a light that show individuals where you are. To guide them to your throne. To guide them to your presence. We speak your anointing over these flyers. We speak power over these flyers in the name of Jesus. No devil in hell shall stop the spreading of these flyers. For they will find themselves in the hands of those individuals that need to know you. So, Father, we place these in your hand. And we're asking that you pass them out. That you do it, oh God. Just use us in any way you see fit. If you want to use our hands to carry these flyers, use our hands. If you want to use our feet, oh God, to carry these flyers, Lord Father, use our feet. But at the end of the day, oh God, you have the increase. So, Father, do it now. And we'll be ever so mindful to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. One more thing I want you to want to just share with you that on the 28th of, of October, we want to go into a time of prayer and fasting. Now, I understand that we all can't fast from food and things of that nature. So we're asking that you would, if it's TV, if it's social media, if it's sweets or, or whatever it is, that on the 28th, uh, that Friday, that you would just spend some time in prayer and fasting. And we'll gather here on Sabbath, the 29th, and we'll have us a hallelujah celebration good time. And then when you go back to your homes, that's when you can feast and fellowship and break open the bread and, and enjoy that time, enjoy that time together. Uh, I, I believe that God, I believe that God will do, some, do an amazing thing. He said, well, there are two or three gathered in my name. There will I be in the midst. And so we want this effort to be one that will shake up this community because we believe that God is soon to come and it is our responsibility. We don't want it to be said that we didn't do our part. We don't want that to be said of us. We want it to be said that well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up a little bit higher and I'll make you ruler over much. So let's um, band together um, in this effort as we seek to populate the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us turn now to our word, to the word of God. If you have your Bibles with you, 
we want to turn to the book of Luke. We're back in Luke again. Luke, the 18th chapter. Luke, the 18th chapter. We want to start there. Luke chapter 18. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Luke chapter 18. Amen. Luke chapter 18. And we want to start with verse 35. Now, let's let's start with verse 31. Verse 31, there it is on your screen. We'll read all the way down to verse 43. 43, we'll read these verses responsibly. I'll read and then you read. The word of God declares in Luke chapter 18, verse 31, it says, Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going into Jerusalem. And then, behold, we are going into Jerusalem and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. Verse 32. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day, the Bible says, he will rise again. All right, verse 35, then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And so they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But the Bible says he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. All together, verse 43. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise to him. Um, today, I want us to just talk about the unavoidable, the unavoidable. Father God, again, we thank you uh, once again for allowing us to gather in this space. And, and as we spend this time together, we, in, we just ask that you will have your way. Uh, remove us now. Um, let us see you. Um, hide me behind the cross. Um, speak life through me that, that life may be spoken in this space. And that when we leave here, we will not leave here the same way we came. We also pray for those that are viewing online, that they too may walk away from this time together, blessed and renewed, um, rejuvenated, knowing that God is in control of even their situation. Thank you so much for what you've done. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase 
into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. The unavoidable. The Bible said that he took the 12 aside and said to them, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and that all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. It will, it will come to pass. Make no mistakes about it. Uh, for he will be delivered, meaning Jesus, the Son of Man, will be delivered to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. Um, it goes on to say that they will scourge him and they will even, even they will kill him. You know, whether you would think that all that other stuff was bad enough, but, but they will even kill him. But then he says something that, that just shifts everything. He said, but on the third day, and the third day, um, he will rise, meaning the Son of Man will rise again. Um, but then the Bible goes on to say, but the disciples in whom he was talking to um, understood none of those things that Jesus was saying. It was as if um, it just didn't make sense that Jesus, this, this man of God, this, this, this man who has the ability to, to walk on water and give sight to the blind, this this man of God that is able to do all of these things. You're saying that this horrible stuff is going to happen to you. They're going to they're going to scourge you. They're going to spit on you. They're going to beat. Really, Jesus, it, it, it didn't even it didn't register. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a space before where information was being shared or some things were unfolding and it just went straight over your head as if what was being said really didn't apply to you and the truth of the matter is it was your life and your future um, that was at stake but 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 when the information was being shared your salvation was at stake but but it seemed like when the information was being shared it was as if they was talking to everybody but me Surely you're not talking to me. Surely that doesn't apply to me that I have to live a certain way and do certain things. Surely you're not talking to me. You must be talking to that person next door that have that issue. The Bible says that the disciples, these young men who Jesus personally called to come follow him, these individuals that didn't wake up in the morning and just make a conscious decision that they were going to follow Jesus. They didn't go looking for Jesus. They didn't go seeking after him. It wasn't like that they heard of this wonderful man on the other, on the other side of town that was doing all of these miraculous things. And, and it was just so miraculous that I have to be a part. No, no, no. The Bible says that these and some of these individuals was actually out enjoying their day on the lake, doing what they love to do, simply fishing. You know, I don't know if you've ever gone fishing, but I've gone fishing. As a matter of fact, I like to fish. I just, I, I, I just don't, you know, I'm just not good at it. And, um, and I won't let all my secrets out, but, but, but I love to go. And I remember, I, remember I, I, I was, you know, I would go and, 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 and I just love just sitting on the side of the lake. 
Whether some, and, and, and can I, okay, I said I wasn't going to let all my secrets out, but, but you know, you know it, it, it's funny to me, and, and so I, I, I hope it's funny to you, you know, because I'm sitting there on the lake, uh, and, 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 and I'm really hoping nothing get on that hook. <laughs> Amen. Because somebody got to get it off. Somebody know what I'm talking about out there. And these men, they were out fishing and enjoying themselves. And Jesus comes along and tells them, come follow me. And now they followed him. They broke bread with him. They spent time with him. And now Jesus is saying some stuff to them that is just not registering. He says, I'm going to be talked about. I'm going to be turned over. And just let, let me just put a pause right there. Because I don't know if, you know, you and I was hanging out somewhere. And, 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 and when we enjoying our time together. And if I told you that somebody's out to kill me. I wonder how many of you will stick around. But to these individuals, it wasn't a thing of fear. It didn't shock them that somebody was going to kill them. They weren't worried about it. The Bible says they didn't even understand. And so Jesus, here it is, he's telling them, Jesus, give a detailed description of all that will happen when they get to Jerusalem. I'm telling you that this is what's going down. I just want to give you a heads up that there are some things that will be coming down your street. Right. Matter of fact, it's just a few clicks away. And I don't want you to be surprised. I don't want you to be alarmed. But I'm letting you know up front that there are some things come. I hope somebody's listening. There are some things. Things coming down your street, and I want you to know that I'm already aware of it. Because he goes on to share with them that out of all of this stuff that's gonna happen, the beatings and the scorn and matter, and they will spit on me. But in three days, in three days, I'm gonna rise again. Now, I don't know about you, that sounds wonderful, but if we can just bag up a little bit because I'm still stuck on the beaten part. It's hard to celebrate the resurrection when you have issues with the life that he's calling us to live. But see, sometimes, see, see, see oftentimes we want to we we jump over all of that, and we really want the resurrection. We want to live with Jesus. We want to go to heaven. We want to live a good life. We want to be with him when he comes. But the truth of the matter is we don't want to go through what he's calling us to go through. Because as the title simply says, there are some things that are just simply unavoidable. There are some things that God is saying that I have to go through. And if, if the Son of Man have to go through those things, what make you think that you don't have to? Why is it that you get a pass, but the Son of God doesn't? Why, why, why is it that you get to sit on the sideline and, and watch everybody else play the game, but you yourself, when, it's, when your number is called, we have excuses. 
We have excuses. Jesus is saying that there are some things. I'm letting you know, my fellow disciples, that there are some things that are coming, that are coming down the pike. There are some things that are coming, and I need you to be on your game. I need you to wake up. I need you to be aware that there are some things that are right there around the corner. I'm not talking two months down the street. I'm not talking a year down the street. I'm talking about right around the corner. Even as we had worship this week, while I'm giving the message on the phone, the phone line tend to just start making all kinds of noises. And I'm speaking to the congregant on the line. I'm speaking to my family on the line. I'm saying, could everybody please mute your line? And the more I asked for the line to be muted, the louder the noise got. The more we tried and to try to shut it down, it seemed as if it got louder and louder and started crackling and making all of these growling noises. To where uh, one of my deacons reminded me that I said, well, since you won't mute, I'll mute you. And we went into a time of prayer. Brothers and sisters, right around the corner is tragedy. Right around the corner is hardship. There are some things that are simply unavoidable. I know we want to take another route. I know we want to go in a different direction. I know we want to go about it another way. But the truth of the matter is your salvation hinges on the, on the fact that you go through what God has set up for us to go through. Because even Jesus couldn't go around what was before him. He said that even the prophets of old spoke of these things. So these things right here, people of God, this thing right here was in effect before we came on the scene. It was already spoken of. It was already suggested. It was already in the plan. It was already in the makeup. Before you showed up on the scene, before Jesus entered into the womb of Mary, before any of that, it was already decided that this would take place and I get it we want to go around it we want to go over it but we don't want to go through it but I always say if he bring you to it he'll bring you through it and so first, Jesus, Jesus would be handed over to the Gentiles. The Jews will not kill Jesus themselves. What they would do, they would, uh, 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 they would turn Jesus over to the Gentiles because the Jews knew, uh, 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 let me keep my hands off of this. Uh, 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 so let me send you over to the Gentiles. Remember Jesus, remember God in the Old Testament when he said, I need you to go and tell the Jews first 
and then the Gentiles. See, you see, in the Old Testament, the Jews were the called ones. They were the chosen ones. They were the ones that God said, I want to use you uh, as a people group to take this message to the world. And we jump all the way over. Uh, well, before we get all the way over to the New Testament, but you understand that as, as time progressed, the Jews, they began to do all kinds of things against the law of God. They began to become self-righteous. They began to feel like, well, God called me, so we must be better than you. In other words, we're seven-day Adventists. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in, in other words, uh, uh, God has a special calling on my life and uh, uh, different from the calling on your life. You know how it is when we get to a certain status. You know, we eat in a certain way. We live in a certain way. And we begin to look at other individuals as if God is not with them. This is what the Jews did. The Jews said, you know what? God loves us more. In, in other words, they began to make laws. They began to forget about God. They began to tailor the, the laws that suited them. And as we jump over to the New Testament, we see now here that God is now saying, wait a minute, not only the Jews, let me get the Gentiles involved in this thing too. Because the very people group that I've called, they seem to not care about me anymore. The individuals that I've given my light to, the individuals that I've shown the secrets of life, which is through my son, Jesus Christ, the same people group that I've laid my life down, the same people group that I've given my Sabbath to, the same people group that I've shown my salvation to are the same people group that have turned me over to the enemy. And so Jesus understood that. So Jesus said, you know, uh, 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 I will be handed over uh, uh, to the Gentiles because the Jews, they won't do it. Not only that, but Jesus uh, uh, goes on a little further. Jesus says, Jesus will be mocked. It said he will be mocked. He will not receive any respect. He will not be honored as a, as, as a king uh, 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 that he is. Rather, they will, they, they will make fun of him. There will be no respect. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, there will be no respect. So they mocked him. They, they, they talked about him. They uh, teased him. It goes on to say that Jesus will be shamefully treated. Some things that we're just going to have to understand that we cannot avoid. That there will be moments where we will be mocked. There will be moments where we will be talked about. There will be moments where individuals will not understand your belief system and they have all kinds of things to say about it. And if they talked about Jesus, what makes you think they won't talk about you? Some things that are unavoidable. Jesus will be shamefully treated. They will put scarlets of a, a, a robe on him. They will crown him with a crown of thorns. They will put a reed in his hand. They will, they, will, they will bow down and they will begin to worship him as he hung on the cross. Say so they'll spit on him. They'll flog him. They'll do all of these hideous things to our Lord and Savior. Not only that, but the Bible says on the third day, Jesus will rise. How amazing is that? Out of all the stuff that he encountered, that there will be a bright day somewhere. That's what, that's what, that's what we hold on to. That's what keep us in the fight. The understanding that this right here is not always 
That what we experience on this side of life, um, is, it won't compare to what God have for us on the other side of life. Because we do understand and we do know that this is not the end. That there is more to this thing called living. None of these things were understood by his disciples. Uh, 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 this did not fit the disciples' expectation or their understanding of the Messiah. Uh, uh, how is it possible for the Messiah, the Savior of the world, to die? How, how is that even possible? It's not making sense. It's not adding up. It's not coming together that this man who was able to give life to everybody else, you telling me that life will be taken from him? It's what confuses the world sometime and even confuses us sometime when it comes to death. How is it that it's not that that is that that I can't speak of my of my deceased loved one in the kingdom of God right now? Why is it that I can't speak of my daddy who died? Why is it that he's not with Jesus right now? Why can't I just go through life even though he's in the grave? Why can't I just believe that he's there with him? And what we have to understand is, is that when we start dipping and dabbing in a little lie, you will end up playing with the whole lie because you have to understand family of God the devil knows no boundaries so although it may it may as we say it's just a little lie but let me help you out family of God a lie is a lie is a lie is a lie I don't care if you put a dress on it it's a lie you can put a suit on it it's a lie. I don't care what you do to it. You can put hair on it. It's a lie. You can shave it off. It's a lie. Make no mistake about it. We can't play with him. You give him a foot, he'll take a yard. You give him a yard, he'll take a mile. He have no boundaries. And why is it that we feel it necessary to want to appease ourselves. It just makes me feel good to know that that's where they are. Regardless of the creator, regardless of the God, regardless of his statue, regardless of his law, it makes me feel good. It helps me to sleep at night. And I try to be as practical and real as I can because my assessment of that is you're telling me that you sleep better by believing a lie versus believing the truth. So you telling me the truth don't help you sleep good at night. I got to believe some heresy in order for me to find peace in my home. Is that all right? Am I out of line? It got kind of quiet in here. I don't see nobody's feet off the floor. Everybody still got their feet on the floor, but I guess I ain't stepping on your toes. <laughs> but a lie is a lie. If you cut the cake, 
the cake has been cut. I don't care what you do to it. You can turn it on the upside down. It's been cut. You can take that same cake, throw it up in the air, smack it on the ground. But guess what? It's been cut. <laughs> and there is no way you can fix it back. You can try to put the icing over it. Try to take the icing and cover it up. But guess what? You know, mother, you, you bakers know about that when back in the day. You don't hear that anymore. I don't know if it's different. Um, they put something in the mix different. But, you know, I don't hear my wife, you know, when we stop running through the house or the cake may fall. Anybody remember that? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I had to go back there for a mile. You, you don't hear that anymore. You put the cake in the oven. You can do cartwheels, jumping jacks. You can do flips. Did they redo the oven or did they do the batter? I don't know what they did. But now you can just fly through the house. <laughs> Jesus said, I will be delivered. I will be turned over. And these individuals, it just didn't make sense. You see, we have to understand <laughs> that none of these things we were understood by the disciples. They didn't understand it. Uh, it. It didn't make sense. How is it that the Messiah would die? It's very difficult for us to appreciate how surprising this road Jesus is taking would be. It, it, it just blows our mind. But what we need to understand, family of God, is that the road for our salvation is the road of suffering and death for the Savior. It's a road that is unavoidable. You see, the road for our transformation is the road of suffering and death. It is unavoidable. There is no way you can get the glory without going through some things. I'm trying to help us out this morning. I'm trying to get us to a place to be able to stand in the midst of all the confusion, to be able to stand when everything begins to crumble around you, when your phone rings and you get bad news, that you will be able to stand in the midst of it all, knowing that God has already thought that thing out and he thought it through and he understands that there are some things that we have to go through. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Behold, we are going to Jerusalem. And this was not a surprise to the disciples. Even if Jesus had not specifically told them, their movement south from Galilee at about the time of the Passover feast made it very easy for them to understand that Jesus and the disciples would be in Jerusalem at Passover. You know, sometimes you have to understand the movement. Uh, uh, sometimes you have to understand what's going on in the land that will let you know what is exactly taking place around us. You see, sometimes we get so caught up in our own uh, planning where we forget that there is a greater plan uh, that is going on. And there are some things that are unfolding and some things that are moving and some things that are shifting. And we're missing it because we're so, we're so consumed uh, and caught up in our own planning or should I say in our own ideology. Because things are not lining up 
the way that I think that they should. The, the, the disciples were perplexed. They couldn't understand it. This is the Messiah. And you talking death? How can the Messiah die? And so all things that were written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man would be accomplished, saying all things. Jesus emphasized the aspect concerning the Son of Man that there will commonly neglected and overlooked by the Jewish people. In other words, the Messiah will suffer and die as the sin bearer servant. In other words, Jesus' main purpose for being here was to die. And we have to understand, people of God, that when you become a child of God, when you enter into this thing called Christianity, you're entering into a space, into a place where you're subject to die, where you're subject to be talked about, where you're subject to be ridiculed, where you're subject to be ostracized. You need to understand, family of God, that this isn't some cakewalk, but this is a reality that there are real devils and real demons and real imps that are out here trying to snuff out the plan of salvation. And too often, we we get caught up in the mundane too often we get caught up in the pleasures of this life and we fail to realize that there is something greater going on that we cannot avoid but we don't want to deal with it we don't want to accept it we don't want to see it for what it really is we don't want to see it because it's not pretty seeing Jesus flogged it's not pretty to see my wife disrespected. It's not pretty, and we don't want to deal with it. Sure, surely you're not saying that I have to go through a time of trouble. Sure, surely, Pastor, that's not what you're saying, that there will be some type of trouble time that's going to come, that's going to take us out if we're not locked and loaded in the kingdom, if we're not connected to the source. You're telling me that there's, surely that's not going to happen. Uh-huh, okay, all right, mm-hmm. All I can do is speak the truth. Now, whether you receive it, accept it or not, that's on you. I can't, you know, and I don't want to use that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink and all that. No, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm just doing what I believe God has called me to do. It's up to you as an individual to make a decision. I'm not talking about what your cousin did or what your mama did or what your husband did or what your brother did. This thing is about you. It's about you. It's not even about me. Matter of fact, if I said something to offend any one of you, I want to first of all say I'm sorry and I apologize because I don't want that to be a reason why you don't make it into the kingdom. So if I said anything, please let's come and talk. Let's work this thing out because I don't want some harboring sin in my life to keep me out of the kingdom of God. Now, if you just can't seem to get past me, I would encourage you. We have other churches in the area that I'll be more than happy to show you how to get there. And you can go. I want you in the kingdom. If this ain't the church for you, I, I don't have a problem. I'm more concerned about your salvation than numbers. I want to see you in the kingdom. Amen? Let me move on here. My time is slowly moving, slowly. It ain't fast. This is moving slow. 
Behold, the Bible says, we need to understand that this thing right here is real. It's under, we, we understand that all things were written uh, uh, by the prophets. So this is, there are some things that we are experienced that the Bible had already predicted and already talked about. It's already in the works. It's already in the plan. And, and there is nothing you can do about it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm excited by that because I'm glad it can't be changed. Because this way, I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to talk about me. So I can go on in prayer and say, Lord, give me the strength. Help me to be strong enough to handle what it is that they, because if it was a surprise, you might get surprised. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. You know what I'm talking about. See, if, it's a, if, if I'm surprised by the attack, I, 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 I'm liable to respond in a way uh, uh, that will surprise both you and me. But because I know that there will be troubled times coming, I can prepare for those troubled times. Because I know that there will be moments uh, that will be difficult for me to handle, I can now go to God and say, Lord, help me. There are some things that are coming that is just difficult for me. And that's when he'll step in and say, I will put no more on you than what you're able to handle. So you may feel like you can't handle it. It may feel a whole lot. It may seem like it's overwhelming. I know, I know, I get it. But guess what? You can handle it. You can deal with it. It just, it's just the way that it's packaged. It's just a a small, a a small prize in a big box. And sometimes we look at the big box and we look at it and we say, you know, that's a big box. I can't lift that by myself. I can't, I can't deal with that. That's a big box. And really it's a small box inside of a big box. But we can't see the little box. Because we're looking at the big box and what God is saying, if you stop long enough and by faith, look at the box. Look at the box in faith. And you realize that that is nothing but a little box. And I've been sitting on the sideline all this time when I could have been in the game. And so we understand that these things were already in the, in the works. These things were already set up. These things were already spoken of. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. Jesus reminded his disciples of this coming suffering of death, emphasizing the shame and the humiliation that he would bear, that he would be delivered. You mean you're going to be delivered? You see, this right here speaks of the betrayal of Jesus. One of his own disciples would deliver him over to the religious leaders for money. You'll be delivered. You will be handed over. And Jesus did not arrange his own betrayal, but yet he confidently said it will happen. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Could Jesus have did something different? And if he had a we wouldn't be here today. So what Jesus was talking about was that which was unavoidable. It had to happen. 
that he would be mocked, he would be insulted, that he would be spit upon. Jesus predicted that his humiliation and mocking associated with his coming agony, uh, which one of his human, on, on this human level, would not arrange. In other words, uh, uh, Jesus knew that they would pluck his hair out, that they would smite him on the cheeks, that they would spit in his face, that they would have a mockery, that they would make a mockery of him, that they would talk about him, that they would be cruel and cutting and cursing. He, he already understood that. That they would treat him like the, like, like, as if he was a nobody. But Jesus said, this right here is going to happen. That they will talk about me. That they will talk about me. In other words, not only are they going to talk about me, but they will be talking about you too. So while Jesus was laying all this out about his demise, uh, it, it was supposed to have come across, well, wait a minute, Jesus. So what you're saying is all this stuff that is going to happen to you, are you saying? Are, are, are you saying that I will have to go through the same thing? And then Jesus' re reply would be, if not worse, If not worse, because the world ain't getting no better. Now, they nailed him on the cross and beat him and marched him down the street. Oh, they, we got some cruel folk out here today. They dragging folk down the street, tying them on the back of trucks. Oh, yeah, you watch the news. You got it now where they literally pilling people. They, 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 they cutting folk up alive. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're telling me that we're going to have to be a, a subject to, to that type? Oh, oh, yeah. But guess what? We look at Jesus because his suffering, as they killed him, his suffering would not end with humiliation and a severe beating. It will continue to the death in other words, taking together the entire picture is one of a great suffering, suffering from the disloyalty of a friend, suffering from injustice, suffering from a, a, a deliberate insult and humiliation, suffering from physical pain, suffering from great humiliation and degradation. Suffering was all around. But then he said in three days, on the third day, he said, I will rise again. Jesus triumphantly told his disciples that the story would not end with his suffering, humiliation, and death, that he would rise again in resurrection glory. And that, my brothers and sisters, is where we ought to pitch our tent. That right there, family of God, is where we ought to set up shop, understanding that, yes, I'm going through it right now. Yes, it's rough right now. Yes, it's unbearable right now. But if I can just hold on just a little while, uh, that my help will come, that my deliverer will show up, that I will rise again in glorious victory, that this is not the end of the story. And that's our hope. That's our comfort. 
not to get overwhelmed and caught up in the struggles of life, but look beyond all of that and see Jesus on the other side dressed in his glorious white robe with his arms stretched wide saying, come on, my children. You've been faithful over a few things. I want to show you what I've been building for you all this time. Come and see your mansion. I got your name on the wall. Come on down the streets of gold. And I know we used to, what's the song said? That you're going to look for Paul and, and you're going to look for John and you're going to look for Abraham. Uh, but, but I want to see Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. I, I want to see Jesus. I, I love you, daddy. And I pray that one day when I get there, because uh, I plan on being there. I, I pray that when I get there, that he's there to, uh, oh, yes, what a day of rejoicing that will be. So what we go through is real. Ain't no, ain't no sipping tea. It's real. But just like the trials are real, Jesus is real too. He's real in my soul. He's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. Because he's so real to me. Oh, yes. Is he real to you this morning? Is he real to you this morning? He's real. Real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. Because he's so real to me. Ah, yes. I love him this morning. I give him praise this morning. I'm about to finish up right here. Because God is real. He knew exactly what we need. Before we were in need of it. The Bible goes on to talk about this here blind beggar man that was on the side of the road. I'm about finished. And as he was sitting there, the Bible says that he heard a loud noise. And he was wondering, who is this that's coming by? And as he sat there, they tell him that it's Jesus. Jesus is passing by. But notice what he said when he heard it was Jesus. He said, he said son of David, have mercy on me. You see, this here is son of David, meaning, uh, with, in other words, meaning the Messiah. And, and, and the young man kept on shouting. They kept trying to quiet him down. They kept trying to shut him up. They kept trying to get him to be quiet. Uh, uh, Jesus is coming. He said, oh, no, 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 you can't shut me down, you know, because you don't understand. I can't see him. Uh, I can't see him with my eyes. Uh, uh, but, but there was something that is going on in my members uh, that as Jesus was beginning to approach, oh, yes, I, I can just imagine that there was something jumping around on the inside uh, as Jesus began to approach him. And as he heard the accolades uh, of the crowd coming by, he said, who was that? Uh, or who is that? They said, it's Jesus. Uh, Jesus uh, is coming by. Jesus, son of David. Oh, oh could you have mercy on me? And see, this wasn't an ordinary cry. Uh, the first time, uh, an ordinary loud shout uh, 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 to attract attention. In other words, the first cry was just to get Jesus' attention. Jesus, uh, son of David. 
But then when they tried to shut him down, uh, the Bible says uh, that he cried out with a little bit more intense, a little bit more passion. He cried out a little bit louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, the blind man knew he needed mercy from Jesus. He didn't think that God uh, 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 owed him. Uh, in other words, he wanted mercy. He needed mercy. He needed Jesus to have just a little bit mercy on him. And the Bible says Jesus stood still. Uh, nothing could stop him on his journey uh, to Jerusalem. But yet, the Bible says uh, he stood still to answer the per the, this here persistent young man. Uh, uh, what is it that you want from me? He said, I just want to be able to see. I just want to be able to see. And Jesus turns to the young man and he says, your faith. Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. You see, this young man sat on the side of this road. And what we have to understand, that even where he sat day in and day out, uh, 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 that he was uh, uh, there for a reason. You see, he was there and his meeting with Jesus was unavoidable. In other words, this young man sat there every day begging. Uh, this young man sat there every day and he begged for bread and he begged for money and he begged for some assistance. But this young man sat there not knowing that he would have an encounter with Jesus. It was unavoidable. It was something that he could not get around. And so the blind man recognized Jesus and he said, have mercy on me. Give me my sight. And you know the story. Jesus healed this young man. And I believe this morning that Jesus still wants to heal. That he is still in the healing business. That he understands exactly what we need before we're even in need of it that he know exactly where we are. So he tells the young man, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Jesus granted the man's request and healed him of blindness. Jesus connected the man's healing with the man's faith. And there were many notable aspects of the man's faith that made him ready to receive from Jesus. Number one, uh, he was his, it, it was his faith that, was, that, that wanted Jesus. It was his faith uh, that knew who he was. It was faith that knew what to deserve, uh, what to, what, what, what to deserve from Jesus. It was faith uh, uh, that could tell Jesus what it wanted. It was faith that could call Jesus Lord. Because keep in mind, this man couldn't see. So what about you, family of God? What do you want from Jesus? What do, you, what do you want from Jesus this morning? We're all facing some things that we just can't get around. We all are dealing with issues that are just overwhelming. I guarantee you, we can't look at one person in, in this building and everything is pleasant. Now you may be managing it well, you may be dealing with it well, but everybody in here got something going on. Mm -hmm. Now your something may look a little different than my something and, and my something may look a little different from your something, but at the end of the day, we all have something. 
And whatever that something is, I want you to know that Jesus is able to handle it. But we have to understand, uh, not only is he able to handle it, but we have to do our part as well. And so as we go forward, it is my prayer that we go forward with the knowledge and the understanding of who we are serving. That we really take the God that we talk about, sing about, preach about, and teach about, take it seriously. Because we don't have to be taken out. But you have to be taken through. And he said, if I bring you to it, I'll bring you through it. Father God, in the name of Jesus. You know exactly what we need and how much we need. All of our situations are different, but to you, it's just a situation. It's not like it's something you can't handle, but you're able to deal with it on so many different levels. So we were asking you now, Father, that that as the disciples didn't understand that you would help us to understand. Help us to see you, Father. Jesus, Lord Father, help us to see you. Holy Spirit, help us to sense you and, and experience you on a whole different level. For you are real. You are real. You are real in our soul today. We love you. And we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming this evening. I want to ask you to stand as we close out, as we have a closing prayer. I want to ask God's blessings upon you that as you leave, he will continue to be with you. Father God, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. Thank you, Lord, for chastening us. Lord, thank you for delivering us unto yourself. Lord, we thank you for the cross. But more importantly, we thank you, Lord, for getting up. And now, Lord, that as we close, we ask, Father God, that you would be with us. Bless us, Lord, to this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the glory of 